Thank you for joining us on Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife, Terry, and I have a seven and a half year old second grader. Her name is Naomi. And I started Positively Dad earlier this year to be a resource to you so that, well, all of us, quite frankly, can grow to be better people, partners, and parents. And I trust that's what we're doing for you. We do two podcast episodes every single week. The one you're listening to right now is one of our Dad Talk episodes. It comes out every Thursday, and we talk to dads about being dads. And they're really fun stories. You're in for a real good treat with one today. And then every Monday, we do an episode where we talk to an expert about something that we should be thinking about as a dad just to grow and get better so that that we're leading our families and doing a great job as being a partner and a parent to the people around us. So I want to thank you for listening and everyone who's following us and engaged. In fact, if you like today's episode, if you would rate us wherever you listen, that would be awesome. Five stars are our favorite, so uh, just wherever you're doing that. And then, and then leave a review, too, because that's how people find out about us. We've just started this journey, and we're really noticing that we're gaining more and more listeners each and every week, and so I thank you for listening. In fact, if you haven't listened before, there's so much content out there you can go back and hear, and I'll even talk about some of that at the end of today's show. So our Dad Talk episodes are all about us learning from other dads so that we can you know, take their experiences and think about what might we you know, want to apply in our life or what things have others gone through to even build their families and, and make things happen in their world. And today we get to talk about both of those things. We're going to talk about how Andrew and his family all came together, and we're also going to learn about how he's very purposeful about being a dad. And I know sometimes, man, we've got the best plans. We know exactly how we're going to set it all up and we're going to get married, we're going to have this many kids, and they're going to be in this order, and they're going to be this ages, and everything's going to be you know, perfect and wonderful, and it just doesn't always work that way. And that's what Andrew and his wife experienced. They had their daughter, and they, were, they knew that they wanted a second child, and they just, it wasn't happening. It just wasn't working out you know, the way they desired to. And that's when they went down the route of adoption. And he's going to talk with you a little bit about his adoption story, and it's a little bit different than ones that you've probably heard before, and very unique. And so I'm excited to talk to him about that. And then he's going to talk about how purposeful he is in engaging with his two kids and, and helping them grow to be amazing people. So let's get started. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Thanks, James. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you are. So uh, tell us a little bit about your family because you've got a great story. Yeah, absolutely. So I have my wife, Shannon, and she is. Uh, we've been married for eight years, and I have two beautiful girls. Uh, Charlie is our oldest. She's uh, six and a half. And then little Emily is going to be three next month in December. So we're just very blessed. Well, no kidding, right? And your, yeah. your journey to, to do this has been a really fun one. It has. It's been fun. It's been exciting. It's been you know, scary. And at the same time, it's, you know, all those are, are so important you know, on this journey we're on. So absolutely. Well, tell us about it. Yeah. So after we had Charlie... My wife and I, you know, we tried for several years um, unsuccessfully to to have another baby, and that was that was super important to us. You know, we definitely wanted you know a sibling for for Charlie, and you know, just after a lot of heartache and you know, and just not getting there, we decided to go the adoption route. And when we first met, we always had it in our mind that if we were to adopt, we wanted to adopt internationally. So. It came to a point, um, this was in uh, 2016, that we had to make a decision. And, you know, I just, I remember exactly where I was. I knew how big of a decision it was. It was something where, you know, the, the cost was out of our means. There was just a lot of limiting beliefs that were coming up, a lot of challenges that we first, you know, foresaw 
And at the same time, you know, this was that important to us. And so we took the jump right away. And no kidding, it was once it started, everything just ironically started to align for us. Introductions to people, to, you know, other ways to be able to, you know, finance an adoption and all of that. It's um, a lot of things go into that. And of course, it's scary because it's international. We made that decision in August and we were literally in January 4th, on January 4th, in Tokyo, Japan, meeting our beautiful three-week-old baby, Emily. And it was just a a dream come true. And it's been an adventure ever since. The um, interesting thing, though, is around that time, it was right after the elections, and there was a lot of international turmoil. And of course, I and the adoption cases and all that kind of stuff. We found out later, probably six months after we adopted, that we were the last family to adopt a baby out of that country. There was just a lot of things going on with the Department of State and all these international laws and rules. And that was a huge wake-up call for us because we found out if we would have waited one more week, we would have never had the opportunity that we had to you know, bring Emily in our lives. And our lives would be forever changed. So... It was just important for us to make that decision and never give up and, and move forward. And it's it's been a North Star my entire life. I've had three major decisions like that, and they've always led me to places I've never dreamed of. And so wow. that's our story. That's an amazing story. And uh, I mean, what a, I don't know, just seems so crazy that it happened so quick, number one. Yeah, and then, <laughs> right. And then based on just what the with the timing of everything going on at the time that I mean, the timing was perfect, right? It was. Um, and, you know, again, there's just so much, so many things that are outside of our control, yet the timing was perfect. And so not only having that possibility, but just taking that first leap of faith and just one, you know, one step after the other, that's all we needed to do. And again, it just, it worked out. It was, a, it was definitely a miracle in our lives. Well, how did you, how did you pull it off so quick? Because you said, you know, from, an, from a cost standpoint, mm-hmm. it was almost prohibitive that... Mm-hmm. To, for for an international adoption for what you and your wife wanted to do, sure. how did you pull it off? Like like what's what needed to fall into place to make it happen? Yeah, well, it was so interesting. You know, we didn't necessarily care so much which country we would adopt from. It was more, you know, we wanted a we wanted a baby, we wanted a younger baby, and oddly enough, we this couple entered our lives, and there was this this kind of unique program. It was called Faith International that we got involved in. And when we first heard Japan, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, that's that's kind of interesting. And so we, we, I mean, the dominoes, James, fell just one after the other. And, you know, it was literally a miracle that we got on the list when we did. And then after that, I mean, everything changed as far as, you know, our need to create the finances to make this possible. And it was easy, though, because we were just so locked in that this is what we want, and we're willing to do whatever we, we can to make that happen. So we, when we did it, we never looked back. I mean, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm blown away that it happened really so quickly. So quickly. And, yeah. Yeah. And adoptions, I mean, we hear about international adoptions all the time. We don't hear a lot about uh, Americans adopting children from Japan because that's mm-hmm. very complicated between the two countries, right? We hear other countries in that area of the world. We don't hear Japan very often. You don't. And, you know, the, the reason being is the culture over there is, is, really dynamic and i think typical when there's you know a young girl that has gets pregnant and stuff the the family would typically take care of the baby and that's probably why there aren't a lot of adoptions in japan 
However, uh, when we were there, we met the mother and she, she wanted an American family to raise her baby. And we were it. And it just, I mean, again, the, the stars aligned. Yeah. What's that like to sit with the mom, with the birth mother, and just have that time together? I mean, it was, it was very impactful because we knew she was giving us a gift that was going to complete our lives. And even though we didn't, you know, we couldn't speak the same language and we had interpreters and everything like that, you could see that she was a beautiful person. And uh, we were just so honored to be able to, uh, that she, you know, gave us that gift. And uh, we'll never forget that. And Emily is seeing her every day is just a constant reminder of what we potentially sacrificed if we decided, no, we can't afford this. No, this isn't the right time. So she is a constant reminder that, you know, if you see something you want, you go after it and you just don't look back and you got you to move quick. And so that's probably one of the biggest things I want to instill into my children is, is that feeling of anything is possible. You can be anybody. That's important to me. Well, isn't that true in all, all areas of our life? If we always wait till we have enough money or till the time is right, I mean, yeah. we're never going to do it. And you guys are the prime example that had you waited even just a couple of weeks to start the process, this would have never happened. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. It's scary to think about now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, let's talk then about what your life has been like and what you've learned as a dad. You've got Charlie and she's what, six and a half? She's six and a half. Yeah. And, and Emily uh, is what, three? She'll be three in December. Okay. So it's, it's, it's such a cool age. And for them to, to be together. And, you know, we've always wanted to have two kids like that. So it's, it's definitely been a journey. However, you know, just being on this podcast with you, James, I really went internal as far as thinking about my roles as a dad. And, you know, I don't necessarily think about that all the time. And just by being here and listening to Positively Dads, I put the time and energy to think, what is my one thing that I can leave my kids? And what does that even look like? So I definitely got a lot of clarity even just going through this exercise with you. Well, what are some of those things? Honestly, I question myself often as, you know, am I doing everything, you know, for my kids? Because we want to give our kids everything. And then, you know, are, am I teaching them the right skills? Are they nurtured enough to be successful adults? Or, you know, am I supporting them? And so ultimately, you know, them being two girls, they're very close to their mother. And uh, God bless her. She's, you know, she's a teacher and, and she's so good with the girls. However, you know, me as the dad, I wanted to connect with them on, on one level. And I identified, James, that the one thing that I could do that would have the biggest impact on my children's lives was teach them the skill of thinking positively, having a great attitude, thinking in terms of possibilities, and actually talking about their limiting beliefs and all of that. That's a conversation that I have with my kids. And what's so cool about that is even at their ages, they're in creativity mode, you know? So when they think of new possibilities, they light up. And so mm. it's just a cool thing that I knew that if there's one skill I could, you know, really dive deep in and instill in my kids, it's that anything is possible. That was, that was my one thing. After that, well, everything would work itself out. Yeah. And you've got to have that mindset too, which clearly you guys do, or you wouldn't be raising the family mm -hmm. that you're raising, right? right? I mean, that's, yeah, your, your mindset around anything is possible has created your family 100%. because yeah, it would be really easy to go, Hey, you know, maybe just, you know, we're going to have one because it's just not going to work out or yeah. gosh, it's so expensive. I just don't see how we can pull this off. And, and yet right. you went after it. So you're leading by example. How, how do you teach, how do you teach <laughs> uh, six-year-olds and three-year-olds on how to overcome limiting beliefs. I mean, this is, 
you know, we, we struggle to teach this to adults. How do you teach it to a three-year-old and a six-year-old? Right. Well, uh, you know, there's, there's no magic formula and we are learning every day. And, and it's really just, you know, there's three things. There's taking advantage of the, the, the moments, the moments when you hear the language of, you know, I can't do this or so-and-so said, I can't do this because those external influences are just, they're out there and the kids are soaking that up. And so any moment I get with them, because, you know, they're at school most of the time and all of that, you know, just getting the courage to open up that conversation and be like, well, what if, you know, what if that wasn't the case? And just little things. So we've kind of started, you know, looking, working with the language, you know, some of the books that I love because they're really big into books is you know, some of those that have this, the same type of ideas, like the little engine that could, you know, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, finally, my favorite thing is, you know, we're so busy during the day, the kids are crazy. At night, though, when you've settled in, it's just those encouraging words that I've gotten accustomed to, to saying every night. Well, not every night, but most, you know, most of the nights. And for them to go to bed with that being the last thing they heard, I believe that's really impactful at a, you know, for them at, at a different level. They can go to sleep knowing that you know, there, there's endless possibilities. So I'm hoping that I'm doing the right things. However, that's what I'm doing right now. Well, it sounds like it. What are the things you talk about at bedtime? You know, anything that was going on through school. Like there was one time where she, you know, was super scared to join a play. And, you know, she's perfect for drama. She is a drama queen. However, she was really scared and there was a lot of beliefs. And so we we talked through it and, you know, just asking those questions, you know, and, and saying, reassuring that they can be whoever they want to be, you know, what else is possible? They're really simple mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. And they're the creative ones. They're the ones coming up with cool solutions, which oh, is, yeah. is nice to see. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, our kids are so ridiculously smart. We don't realize yeah. it. And they they see things with a I, I I do believe that our children tend to look at the world from the idea of, you know, abundance or possibilities sure. and, and, and they have that. And yet we've got to guide it sometimes. So mm-hmm. um you know, it's like this morning, uh, you know, and we t- I talk about this with Naomi all the time, and I'm driving her to school this morning, and she's struggling yeah. just to put her water bottle in the pocket, you know, the little <laughs> side pocket by your backpack. Right, right. And and she can't get her water bottle in there, and she's getting frustrated. And I'm like, well, if you ask me, right, I will, mm-hmm. I'll help you. And she's, well, I want to do it, you know, myself. I go, this is great. And the greatest superpower <laughs> you have is the ability to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I learned that from... John Doran, who was on one of the very first podcast episodes we did about how to raise right. kids who are happy and successful. And he he said that. And we talked about that. And she still wouldn't ask me for help. She, oh my gosh. she got it. She got it done. She got it put in. No worries. And then later yeah. on, we're listening. We're listening. You ever listen to Kids Play Slide? You have XM? You know, honestly, I haven't. I haven't listened okay. to that. Yeah. I well, we listen, we listen to Kids Play Live in the morning. And the, uh, the morning show's on. And they're talking about superpowers. <laughs> so I turned to her and I said, well, what's your greatest superpower? And she says, the ability to ask for help. So at least I know she's learning. And there's those times that that we just have to teach that sort of thing to our kids. It sounds like you're doing that too. Right, right. Well, I love that, James. And yeah, I mean, it's because there's only one constant and it's change. And they're going to be in different stages in their life with external things happening. And for Naomi to be able to ask that question, that's awesome. I mean, that puts her above and beyond like any type of challenge or opportunity. So I love that. Is from listening to the podcast that helped yeah. me. So, yeah. so okay, so then what would be, I want to chunk down to two pieces because we're really talking two stories here. We have an international adoption story and we have a yep. raising our kids with a positive mindset story. So sure. I, I want to make sure that we kind of address two things. And one would be just, if, if you're talking to dads about 
how to help their kids really keep, you know, push through their limiting beliefs and keep their mindset positive because we're going to think negative things is how we work. What advice would you give to dads about how to do that? You told us about take advantage of the moments, which means you have to be aware of the language. And then number two, um, use encouraging words at night. What other advice, though, would you give to parents to help them really keep their kids in, in an abundant thinking and remove those limiting beliefs? Sure. Great question. It's it's the energy that surrounds the way they think. And they're getting so much external influence. And you know, I believe that you could never encourage your child enough. It's like filling their cup until it's overflowing so you're not leaving space for negative stuff to enter. So I just think having that abundance in the household and all of that. Also, the kids are watching, you know, they're watching everything. So I got to keep myself in check. And, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I realize my kids are watching. And so I got to practice what I preach, so to speak, and just continually keeping that at the forefront. Yeah, well, they are. They learn so much from watching us. So if we are, you know, we're having negative self-talk or other things like that around, they're going to pay attention to that as well. And, and then is there anything else you're doing that's really purposeful just about helping them think really big? I mean, because we're talking a six-year-old and a three-year-old here. Right, right. I mean, just being involved. And again, I'm not the perfect dad. and I'm not always involved in all the projects and everything. However, you know, they're just so excited when you're engaged. And when they're engaged, you're engaged. And you just start laughing and, and start building the project bigger or building the idea bigger or building the the dream bigger. And I just, I love like my go-to is the, what if, you know, like, what if this, what if that? And so I think it's the conversation and abundance of a lot of encouragement and just engaging at their level. So then let's talk the adoption side of this now, because there'll be people listening who go, okay, maybe I want to do this. What are some things you learned in that process that people should know? There are just so many different pathways you could choose in the adoption world. I, I remember listening to Mike Richardson that was on your previous yeah. podcast mm-hmm. and, yeah. and his fostering story. Number one, there's just a ton of resources out there. And talking to people is so helpful. And so even like on the Facebook groups, they have all the people through you know our adoption agency and all that kind of stuff. And we keep in, in touch and just build that community. And people have been down that road and they can give you a different insights as far as what's that like or what's this like to be able to answer those questions. The other thing is there's there's a lot of unknowns. And if you're making decisions just based on, on all the stuff that could potentially go wrong, you're missing the boat as far as all the great things that you're sacrificing for. And it's worth it, 100%. All the work. I would do it again in a heartbeat. It's worth the work and it's worth the the choice that you have to make in difficult times sometimes. Well, what were some of the things you experienced that were challenging? You know, we spoke a little bit about it before is the process. We we were really unknown to the process. It was new for us, of course, and other people have been through it. I think the biggest thing that was discouraging was the time, even though it went fast, it was the communication that we got from, you know, like the State Department and the countries and all that kind of stuff. It was just, it was really confusing and overwhelming. And, you know, this could have gone wrong or that could have gone wrong. There's so many things up in the air and just really trusting the process and, you know, having an open mind and having our end goal that we're not going to give up until we're, we're there. And that was, that was huge for us. So as we wrap up, I guess, what would be the message that you want people to hear? Gosh, there's so many opportunities out there, you know, for our kids and giving them the confidence and the skills to be able to live a big life, and become the best version of themselves is, is personally, that's, that's all I want. That's what I want to be able to instill in my children. And 
just supporting them and believing in them and you know filling their cup until it's overflowing i think just encourage 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 and have faith that they're going to they're going to grow strong and make great decisions because i'm not going to be there for a lot of those decisions however if i can teach her the skills that would open up so she has more choices that's important to me what about when you are working and encouraging and helping them and encouraging them to think big and they're like dad for real i don't want to do that <laughs> i hear that james i hear that i hear that a lot and we just laugh and you know it's not again it's not all the time however it's you know they know the language which is really cool and they can laugh and what i love is that the kids are they want to be creative they they're attracted to what if possibilities and stuff and so it's not even hard to really have that conversation when it's put out there because they're naturally creative and uh, it's fun to see it's fun to see that that's probably one of my favorite experiences Awesome. Well, Andrew, this was great. I mean, you you gave us a little bit of, of two things that are both amazing. Congratulations to you and, and your family and, and what a journey you've been on and what a journey that's ahead. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. James, thank you so much. And it's it's just been a pleasure being, being here. And I want to thank you for what you do because the need that you are filling for a dad is amazing. I used to only listen to business and success podcasts and all of that. And this is what I really needed. So I value this and I thank you for the work you're doing. Oh, well, thank you. Well, the, the thanks goes to the people who come on and share. You know, we've, we learned from you, like you, you brought up Mike, on Mike's, on Mike's podcast that, that mm -hmm. came out, he talked about two other that he listened to. And it's the people like you who come on that share that really add value. So thank you for doing that too. That's awesome. My pleasure. Great stuff from Andrew. Thanks so much. What an amazing thing. It all came together at the right time. I think when we were talking, we said the, the timing was perfect, and that's exactly what it was. And then he's very purposeful about how he's talking to his kids and the thing he's saying to his kids and all that kind of stuff. So he gave you great stuff today. Now, two episodes that you may consider going back and listening to. One of them is just last week's. It's really easy, and he referenced it where he talked about Mike Richardson. Mike Richardson told us the story about fostering, and then eventually he adopted his son and just the challenges he and his wife went through to make that happen and what they learned in that and how that became important to him. And Andrew shared some of the same things as far as he and his wife go when it came to growing their family as well. The other one I'd like you to go back and listen to is the episode that I did with a gentleman named John Doran. I found out about John after watching a TED Talk he was on, and that is episode number six. And that episode is called Raising Children Who Are Happy and Successful. And he jumps in and really shares about mindset and how to get them think. And that's where I shared the, the thing with Naomi about how asking for help is the greatest superpower that we all have. So if you're looking for some things to go back and catch up on, last week's Dad Talk with Mike and then episode number six with John Doran on raising happy and successful children. I think you'd get some value out of that. Hey, I want to thank you for listening to Positively Dad. You know, without you, we've got nothing. My goal is to reach as many dads as we can and share the stories of these other dads and these experts who are helping us get better. So if you can think of somebody who you know would get value out of what we're doing here on Positively Dad, would you share it with them, please? Maybe share an episode with them. You can go right to our website, PositivelyDad.com and just copy the link and send them that. It would just be amazing to include other dads in our community. And then if you aren't, start following us on our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's really easy. You search at Positively Dad. Um, on Instagram, we're doing a lot to really engage with you and give you elements from each podcast episode that you can apply. We're asking questions so we can learn from each other. So it'd be great if you followed us there. 
and, and connected with us there. That would be awesome. And then finally, if you'd like to be on um, or you know someone who would be a great dad to be on or, or an expert who we should have on, please reach out to me. My email address is james at positivelydad.com and send me a note. Let me know who it is and we'll get them on. Whoever you want, we're going to have on. That's what we do around here. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate you so much. Have a great day and we'll talk to you next time on Positively Dad. Bye-bye.